Hey, Dream Chasers. Welcome back to Cups and Combos, where we get comfortable and touch on some not-so-comfortable topics. This is your host, Marcesia Person, and I just wanted to give you guys an update because my fast is over. Oh my gosh, I just want to thank everybody who has sent me encouraging words, have uplifted me, have prayed for me in the process. Just want to give you guys, like the general information so basically I went in for my doctor's appointment on Friday and the doctor determined that there is indeed swelling around my optic nerve so basically a normal person has I don't even know the correct term but they have an 80 around their optic nerve and mine is a 160 on one side and a 118 on the other side so that's the reason why you know I'm getting the blurry vision and stuff like that Um, she enlightened me by telling me that I caught it early, which was really refreshing to me, just knowing that my prayers work, because this is something that has been bothering me for 20 years. And for her to say that I caught it early just shows me that God would do things through people that even the doctors cannot like understand or explain for that matter. So I just know that he has had his hand over my head this entire time and just really, praying with expectancy for healing and seeing it come through so she um determined that I only have a seven percent chance of losing my vision however I'm believing in God for a hundred percent healing in that area especially with my headaches as well so what she diagnosed me with is called IIH which means idiopathic intracranial hypertension child it's a mouthful Basically, what that means is that there's too much fluid in my brain, which is causing a lot of pressure, and that's why I'm getting the constant headaches. It basically gives me the symptoms as if I have a brain tumor, but the testing that I've had thus far has already ruled out that I do not have a brain tumor, so amen to that. I also got another test on Saturday that ruled out the possibility of having a blood clot, so amen to that. And they're basically just going to do some more testing before they give me a treatment method because they want to rule out all of the big stuff before they, you know, narrow it down. But it's just amazing to me to see how prayer works and just praying with expectancy especially works. And I'm just really thankful that he has had his hand over my head this entire time because I know that it could have gotten worse if I would have fought differently. So thank you guys for your prayers. I pray um, or just ask that you keep me in your prayers as I continue to fight this battle. Before we begin today's episode, I just want to apologize for the late upload. I'm actually out of town right now, and I tried to record the episode yesterday, but it was feeling good, so my family decided to barbecue, and you know how that goes. Everybody wants to play cards and eat and drink and laugh and enjoy, so it was really hard for me to find quiet time, and I actually tried to escape for a little bit and go in the car to record but the audio sounded horrible and then other cars kept riding by and people kept walking by so it was just a mess I was like you know what I'll just record tomorrow I apologize for it being late but I know you guys will get it when you need it so forgive me so on today's episode I wanted to talk to you guys about building bridges 
I'm getting ready to head to LA next week to meet with the company to see whether or not we can build a long-term partnership. So as I'm going into this meeting, it really has me thinking about all of the things that goes into building a working relationship with other people or why it's so important in the first place. So I wanted to quickly share with you guys three key advice tips that you should tap into when you're building relationships with others. Before I do that, I want to remind you guys why it's so important to build bridges in the first place. You can be a solo entrepreneur all year long, but if you want to grow and expand your business, you're going to need help. You may need an assistant, a VP, employees, partners, a PR rep, a marketing team. There's so many different titles and roles that will guarantee your business will grow to its greatest potential. But in doing so, you want to be mindful of these principles. So number one is give or take. What are you offering and what are you receiving in return? Is it money in exchange for labor? Is it a discounted service in exchange for a long-term contract? Whatever it is, you want to make sure it balances because if you give more than you take, you'll wind up running on empty. But if you take more than you give, you'll come off as greedy and inconsiderate. So really just think about what am I offering and what am I getting in return? Number two is a value system. I truly believe that in order to run a successful business, you have to have people on your team that have the same values as you. When I interviewed for Delta a while back, they had a quick video that talked about their value system. And then after that, they followed up by asking me about mine. What is important to you? Do you want to make sure your team has integrity or perhaps that they're reliable or that they're loyal and committed Those are all very important values that you want to see through the people that surround you. And if you carry those values, you want to make sure the people that are connected to you carry those values as well, because together that's just going to help your company enhance. Lastly, I would say set boundaries. When I first started my company, one of the first clients I landed became a friend. It ended up not working because there were no boundaries placed on what's business and what's friendly. When I met with this person for a business meeting, they would get off topic and start talking about things that are irrelevant. Don't get me wrong, you can work with friends, but there has to be boundaries set. And when building a working relationship, you should never view your clients as your friends. No, you cannot have my personal number. No, we cannot go on a double date together. And eventually, once the relationship lengthens, like once you've worked with this person for a number of years and you see how each other works professionally, then I will say it's okay to let your hair down and do friendly stuff. But in the beginning stages, I would suggest avoid it because one, they may expect too much for you from you for too little. And two, as soon as you get too comfortable or complacent, they will view you as not professional. So just keep that in mind. Again, I wanted to share these quick tips with you guys because I'm getting ready to meet with this company in LA in hopes of landing a partnership deal with them. However, I want to be mindful and have discernment when stepping into this meeting so I can determine whether or not they're a good fit for me and that I'm a good fit for them. Because I don't want to just sign my John Hancock on a money offer. All money is not good money, especially if you're locked into a contract with someone you shouldn't be doing business with in the first place. So I hope these tips will help. 
Thank you guys for listening and I will meet you here next week.